Welcome to Autism Weekly, the podcast that discusses autism news, current events, and inclusion. Each week, we welcome a guest to the program to share their unique perspective and expertise as it relates to the fascinating world of autism. Um, my co-host is Jeff Skibitsky. And Jeff, do you want to introduce our guest? Yes, thank you, Adam. Um, so we welcome Eric Stoker today. Um, Eric is uh, the current uh, manager for the West Jordan High School basketball team. Um, he's also been a wonderful contributor to the community at large. He's been a part of a lot of adv- advocacy around autism and um, is an individual with autism. So he's somebody who has, can be an inspiration to quite a few people um, just about living the dream and not letting anything restrict him to be successful in everything that he's trying to do. And then one of, the, uh, one of his colleagues today who's actually the coach of the West Jordan High School basketball team has joined us as well. Um, and that's coach Mason Sawyer. And um, ironically, coach Mason Sawyer uh, has been around uh, with Eric from playing days all the way through coaching days, which is uh, gives a, a unique viewpoint today on, you know, how inclusion works. And really, that's the purpose of this podcast is that we want to highlight the successes in the community. We want to highlight those people who are inspirations, who have really empowered people and just help to really identify that with the right community is that there really shouldn't be barriers for, for children, young adults with autism and being able to succeed and live their dreams. Um, so I guess, the, Adam, I can, I can throw this back to you and we can kind of get into some of these questions and really learn the story. Well, let's start with Eric. Maybe you could give a little introduction about yourself and, and then we'll jump to, to Coach Mason there and uh, we'll go from there. Let's jump in. Thanks, Adam. So as Adam mentioned, um, or as Jeff mentioned, I should say, excuse me, my name is Eric Stoker, and I am the information specialist for the Utah Developmental Disabilities Council. And then, as Jeff mentioned, I've done a lot of, of things for the disability community, and I'm also the uh, basketball manager for the West Jordan High School Boys basketball team. And it's, it's been, I've been doing this being a basketball manager for a long time, and it's been really fun working alongside Mason. Now, you, you were with the team, like, all the way back when you were in high school? Um, I was a team manager for West Jordan High from 03 to 06 as a student, and I took some time off and then was a manager from, alumni manager, I should say, from 14 to 18, and then went to Harriman for a year, and then came back to West Jordan in 1920. Okay, great. And, and Coach, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I went to high school here at West Jordan High School. I graduated in 2009. Uh, I was fortunate to play for in my opinion, probably the best high school basketball coach in the state of Utah, Coach Scott Briggs, who was a big influence on Eric's life and also my life. Uh, we, were, we had a really good team at that year, my senior year. We won the state championship in 2009. Uh, long story short, Coach Briggs ended up taking the head coaching job at Harriman High School, and when he left, I took over and I'm now the current head basketball coach at West Jordan High School. So it's uh, it's nice to be back at my old high school. It's kind of weird. Um, teachers that were my teachers are now my coworkers. And uh, so it's different being on this side. And um, it's nice having Eric back with us. Eric was my manager when I played. And now he's uh, our best manager now that I'm, I'm at the basketball coach. So our basketball program is definitely a lot better when Eric's with us. And there's not a lot of guys that know more about West Jordan basketball than Eric Stoker. You, you give him any year, you give him 
you give him any game, and he can probably give you the score of that game. So, oh a lot about West Jordan basketball, and we're glad to have him. Yeah, so, so Eric, let's, let's start with you. Hmm? you know, can you tell us a little bit about your experience back all the way in high school or your experience with someone growing up with autism, maybe? Uh, my experience in high school was pretty good. It was pretty great, though. I had some great friends and some awesome teachers, and I learned how to be more independent. And I was able, I was able to participate in the activities that I enjoyed, like uh, I would attend the football games at West Jordan High School, and I would also do be out about the basketball team and do the other things the students were doing and stuff. And I, was, I had a lot of friends that around myself in high school, and they made sure I was safe and always welcome to attend with the events with them. That sounds like, Eric, that you had such a wonderful community there. But um, I, I know when we've spoken is that you, you told me a story that uh, really kind of inspired me uh, as, as an individual on ways that I can really uh, help and support somebody with autism. Is Your story about becoming the basketball manager is that Coach Briggs saw something in you and he saw skills in you. And I'd love for you to share that story with everybody because I think it's so powerful. Yeah, I can do that, though, Jeff. Um, so how I got involved with being a team manager for the high school boys basketball team was I was a sophomore at West Jordan High School in 2003, and I was trying out for the sophomore basketball team, as most kids' dreams are, though. And then so I'm actually done with the last day of tryout. Actually, I'm done with the afternoon tryouts on Monday, and I'm tired. I'm drained. I'm telling myself, I'm ready to go home. Please don't let me go to school tomorrow. But I had to. And so um, our old sophomore head basketball coach at the time, his name was Brian Alfrey. He opens the door of the coach's office and he says to me, Eric, the coaches would like to see you. And I was like, okay, did I do something wrong? <laughs> and so I walked in, so I walked in and then um, there was uh, coach Briggs was there and he said to me, he was telling me what, I, what skills I improved with. And he told me I shot some incredible 15 footer over somebody, which I never do. And so um, he says, I'm sorry to say this to Eric, but we're going to have to cut you. I was disappointed when he said that. And then right after, right after that, he told me, he said, however, I would like you to be a team manager for the West Jordan High School for my team and stuff. I was like, really? He goes, yep, I want you to be my varsity manager. And I was pretty excited, though. I was really excited, though. And he told me the duties of being a manager and stuff. And so and I said, and I said can I talk to mom about it? He goes, yes, talk to your mom about it and see what she says. And so I talked to my mom about it. And she said, yeah, you should do it, Eric. I was like, okay. So I told Coach Briggs the next day, I'll be your manager. He said, come back tomorrow. I got something for you. And I waited at the gym for him and the next day, and he handed me a Jaguar hat and sweatshirt and said, welcome to the basketball team. And I was pretty excited. Now, the, uh, now so you ended up managing the team. Tell me what does the team manager actually do? So, Adam, the responsibilities for being a team manager are you have to make sure you have all the equipment and stuff. And for practices, you need – basketballs you have to fill up the water bottles and stuff and run the scoreboard and then during game days and stuff you have to make sure you have your video camera or your ipad make sure you have the basketballs and make sure you pack the cooler for water and stuff because those players get really thirsty and also towels as well though because it's a lot of work though to remember everything yeah and when when uh when you look at like those responsibilities and you look at those skills and i i think uh, maybe i'll ask coach mason this question but when you, when you see Eric out there, you, you hear his passion. You hear probably during that tryout how hard he was trying and how he was able to kind of see something beyond, uh, take a failure and make it a positive. Do you remember from, from times when 
prior to coaching, when you were in high school, stories where you saw Eric out there and, and kind of it, it inspired your teammates or ways that you all were able to kind of see, you know, how hard he was working that made you want to be a better basketball player? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember, um, I mean, when I was a freshman, so I was a ninth grader, I was on the team. And I remember Eric, you know, when Eric just talked about being a team manager, that he just shared with you a small bit of it. I mean, there's a lot to do. I think being a basketball manager, I know being a basketball manager is a big part of the basketball team. Like, we need them. Got to have them. So I remember being a player – I mean, it's funny because, you know, you get ready for practice, you get dressed, you get your shoes on, you get to the gym right after school. And, you know, who's the first person in the gym? Well, it's Eric, right? And then, you know, you like to stay after and get some shots up or whatever after practice. And, you know, who's one of the last, but who's one of the last people to leave the gym? It's Eric. So, I mean, Eric was, he doesn't just talk to talk on. So, I mean, on social media, he's a big fan and, and he does all that stuff. But Eric also walks the walk. I mean, he he's there. And so, he, he I mean, he shows up and he does a great job every day. And he knows his role on the team and he's a star in his role. And because he's a star in our role, our basketball team is, is a lot better because of him. So I think just watching him, even being, like you said, Jeff, even from a, being a basketball player at a young age, I remember watching Eric and, being inspired by, you know, the things that Eric has to deal with on a day-to-day basis that I don't have to deal with. And he's still early to practice and leaving practice late, putting in time. You can't help but be inspired a little bit with what he's doing. I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive things that come from having a manager, right? That's our, that's the example we have. There's a lot of positive things that come with having a, a manager with autism. And one of them is, always positive, always looking on the bright side. Um, then they're able to make very light of some serious dark situations throughout the season. Like after a tough loss and I come into the locker room and I'm ripping into my players and then Eric comes in later with, you know, just a little simple humor for the team. Just little things like that, just kind of lighten it up a little bit. I think it's really valuable. And like Eric has that. Eric's just naturally good at that. That's one of his strengths is he's always positive. Like we'll get him next time. We just got to get better. And Eric's so good at it that we usually, after I'm done talking and our coaching staff's done talking, we say, okay, Eric, do you have anything to say to our team? Because he's, he's so good at just giving them some positive encouragement. And our, our basketball players are so good about it. They get nothing but respect, all eyes on Eric, they're listening, they're paying attention. And we're talking about after a tough loss sometimes. I mean, it's not easy to do that for these, these high school basketball players. Because there's things Eric can do that I simply can't do. Our coaching staff simply can't do it. But when Eric talks, everyone listens no matter what's going on. I'm just wondering if there's another side to it of, of the challenge you had to overcome. I mean, you're, you're a high energy, obviously very effective what you're doing. But not everyone, people look at people with autism sometimes and they might have fear. They might have, you know, a bad conception of, of your capability. Were there any of those kinds of challenges you had to overcome or that you faced? So you mean sort of like for being the basketball manager kind of like? Yeah, or just, you know, high school kids in general that are looking at you somehow differently. 
No, there was no challenges, I think, for me back when I was in high school or being a part of the basketball team, though. But I think the challenges that I kind of faced when I was a manager was going to the different high schools because I didn't know what each high school was going to be like because you don't know what the fan base is going to be like. How are they going to treat you and stuff? Because because basically traveling from like high school to high school, like some like the schedule was pretty interesting. Like you had like home games and road games, but the road games were kind of eh, a little bit interesting sometimes, but you're kind of figuring because when I went to the road games and stuff, it kind of made me feel like, okay, is this going to be a good thing or a bad thing? I'm nervous. I was, I was nervous though, going to the away schools sometimes. Cause I didn't know what the area was going to be like and everything else though. Cause it's, cause going to those away schools were kind of like a challenge though. Cause you never know what you're going to expect them. When that, when that occurred, Eric, when you had those challenges um, and this is, this is something I think that you could really help guide a lot of people in the community that are probably experiencing some of the things that you worked past. But when those challenges occurred, what were effective for you? How did, how did you kind of say, you know, I am scared going into this, mm-hmm. environment, but I'm going to get over this. Or um, how did your teammates or in this situation, if it ever occurs uh, now where you're going into new places, how would, uh, how would coach Mason help you out on this? Like what, cause these things affect us all and we always want to support network. I think, I think Jeff, I think the thing that helped me get overcome the challenges was the coaches telling us like, um, telling us like, this is the school we're going to, um, here's the, here's the rules and stuff. We're going to be traveling to so-and-so and this is what's going to happen though. Cause most of the times the fan, the fan base has kind of got really loud and stuff. And I, I like loud noises and stuff, but sometimes it gets a little irritating sometimes though. And, and I kind of have to ask the coaches, how should I overcome this barrier, though? Because it gets a little bit interesting, though. And do you think that's coaching that uh, that other, um, whether it's other coaches, other other community leaders could learn is say, you know, when you are going into this environment and if you have somebody who might need some prepping prior to, take the time to talk with them about it and help them to understand and prepare beforehand. Would that be something that you would advise to, to yeah. most people? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would advise that though because most of the time when you're going to these new high schools and stuff, you don't know what, um, what it's going to be like and stuff because most of the schools we go to, like when I was with Mason and stuff, most of the schools we go to and stuff, they have a big fan base and you're like, wow. I think the, the most important thing in when you have a manager with autism or, or whoever, I think the biggest thing is relationships. That, that's the biggest thing, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's on your basketball team. If, you know, Eric strive, Eric thrives in our, in our basketball program because we have a really good relationship. And I think a lot of credit needs to go to the head coach before me, coach Scott Briggs. I mean, by the time I got, but by the time Eric was my basketball manager, I mean, Eric's a pro now. He's been doing it for so long. I mean, he's got it down pretty good. But I think, you know, Eric had such a good relationship with Coach Briggs. I think that was the biggest thing because it is hard for someone with autism to be in that situation like that. But if you have someone that you know cares about you, that you trust, and you're in those situations and you get really uncomfortable, if you have that relationship, that's going to push you through those moments. And that's going to keep having Eric come back and come back and keep trying to keep doing it because he has that, that relationship that he can rely on. So I think that's the biggest thing with, with when we're dealing with students or anyone with autism is 
it's no different than any other kid. They have to have a relationship with the teacher. They have to have a relationship with the coach. They have to have, to have a relationship with the other players. And if you have that, then you can get through all those, those you know, troubles and tough times throughout the season. And that's the nice thing about video right now is that I get to see Eric nodding his head is that uh, just in the beginning when you were talking, Coach Mason, you were talking about how Eric has skills as a basketball manager that others don't have, that there's other basketball managers that cannot perform at the same level Eric has. And uh, Eric, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how people were able to bring that out. Like, it sounds like trust was a big key is that if, if people didn't have faith and trust and the relationship that it would have been hard for you to show them all this ability that you had. Can you tell us about a little bit of, you know, what built that trust for you with coach Briggs in particular? I think probably becoming his basketball manager for a long time, because after I was a manager with him from 03 to 06 and stuff, we maintained a very good friendship and stuff throughout throughout our lives and stuff though. But after he went to Mountain Ridge and stuff, I was after he went to Mountain Ridge and stuff in the, for the next basketball season, I was kind of concerned about like how this was going to be. I mean, it was just like, cause we were, cause he asked if I wanted to join the journey to Mountain Ridge. And I just told him, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not interested in going to Mountain Ridge. I'm going to go back to West Jordan because after I went back to West Jordan, I was like, welcome back with open arms and stuff. They were excited to have me back and everything else though, because I think as a person with autism, I was pretty excited to go back to West Jordan because I, was homesick after the last game of the Paramount season. I was getting homesick. Yeah. And, and, and as far as um, kind of I, my background personally is that I do a lot of, of kind of skill building, the treatment side of really helping to empower people with autism to develop those skills. So, I mean, when, when we're trying to help the community to really see all the strengths that the children I'm working with have, do you have advice on how to be able to reach out to community members, how to be able to help somebody to be able to really succeed across all the places that they want to be, all the environments they want to be in? Do you have advice from your viewpoint on how to be successful that way? My advice for everybody is like always ask and go out for the things they love and ask for help if they need it though. Because if you ask for help and if you need it, you'll have a, you'll have someone help you. I mean, that's the thing because because if you ask, like, for example, like if you ask a basketball coach or um, one of your uh, teachers and stuff for help, they'll give it to you right away. I would imagine that by, by being motivated and trying to be the best basketball manager in Eric's situation here is that being getting the feedback, trying to make the changes to continuously improve. I would imagine, Eric, you, you learned so many other skills while being a basketball manager, which, which is coming from that motivation to be the best basketball manager, but you learned so much in the process. What are some of the things that you learned because a coach, coach, uh, coach Mason or coach Briggs or whoever challenged you to be better? I think a lot of the coaches challenged me to do a lot of things. So like Mason mentioned though, because going through a lot of those challenges and stuff was pretty crazy because you had to remember all these things and stuff, but I think also when we got all our equipment and stuff geared up, I was like, yes, I accomplished something. And then you can feel accomplished yourself. You're like, I got the basketballs, I got the cameras. Just make sure you had everything though. It was like a challenge trying to find like, what do we need for the games? What do we need? And did we forget anything though? Having some form of visual organization is it helps to kind of get things organized so that it isn't ever changing. It's not impulsive. What do I do next? I have something concrete to look at. 
And those are probably a lot of the same skills that you built out over time, Eric, that you, that you also needed as a basketball manager is checking the boxes, going through everything, is that you probably all these skills that you're learning from childhood through high school on organization and planning are going straight into your career as a basketball manager. And it's funny how these skills align. They just get more challenging as life goes on. Jeff and Adam, can I just add one more thing real quick? Sure, absolutely. And, and I can't take credit for this because this started at West Jordan High School probably 20 years ago. Um, but Coach Briggs and one of his players, uh, Jesse Josie, who I, I'm good friends with the Josie family, I believe it was Jesse Josie. It was like an Eagle project, some like charity that Jesse wanted to do. And he wanted to put together a special needs basketball game. And so he asked Coach Briggs if he could do it. And Coach Briggs was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, you know, we invited all the special needs kids at West Jordan High School to have this special needs game. And then other special needs kids from our community. And it was incredible. I mean, we're announcing the game for them. We give a starting lineup. We make sure everyone gets shots. And and Eric's played in, in a dozen of these games. And um, so, again, I can't take credit for it. Coach Briggs and Jesse Josie started this. I've been lucky enough to keep the tradition alive. Um, but that's one of our highlights every year at West Jordan High School is a special needs basketball game. And parents come up to us in tears afterwards just thanking us. And awesome. It's a really great day. We do it on a Saturday. It's the best practice we have all year long. We're hoping we can do it again with COVID-19 this year. But Eric has always been a big part of it. Um, and I just felt like I wouldn't be doing my job as a basketball coach if I just didn't throw that in. We have a big special needs game every year at West Jordan High School. It's been a great tradition, probably our best tradition. Um, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that we can keep it alive this year with COVID-19. I want to thank you both for allowing us a few minutes into a glimpse into your lives um, because I think it's been very helpful to us and hopefully to others that might listen to this podcast. Jeff, do you have any closing thoughts? I'd like to just say is that I think that you all might have made quite a few new fans for West Jordan High School basketball. Yeah, uh, definitely. On both ends. Is that I'm so I, I, what you all have done and Eric, what you do as a manager, um, I, I can see the passion. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. This was Autism Weekly, and we really appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, good luck with the season.